You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Welcome to A Step Further. My name is Andy Lynch, Connections Pastor here at Kingsway Christian Church, joined by the lead pastor, Matt Nickerson, today. He's raising the roof in here. You can't see it, but me and Derek are enjoying it. So welcome, Matt, to the podcast. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me here. Back on today. That's right. I I thought this would be fun because we're starting a new series, just started it this past Sunday, This I Know. And number one, I want to dive into where this came from and why it's on your heart, Matt. But maybe before that... Kind of take people through your process. How do we come up with sermon series? When are you starting to think about things? And, and, you know, how does that all happen in your brain? This has been one of those funny things. So I've worked in a couple of different churches and I have a lot of different pastor friends and there is no one size fits all. So in your Bible college, they tell you how to do this. And, and some guys still do. In fact, I think Plainfield Christian Church does it this way. They sit down at some point in the year and they literally write out a 12 month calendar. Here's what we're going to talk about. Here's what every month. And then sometimes they break it down. We're going to do this series or da, 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 da. Yeah, that's not me. So <laughs> That's surprising. <laughs> right, right. So I could talk for a long time on this, but really quickly, a few years ago, there was a ministry that was launched. It was trying to help preachers like me. And all day long, they did back to after back to back to back to back to back. Different preachers, like guys you would know, Louis Giglio, Andy Stanley, you know, Bill Hybels, all these big name preachers. And each of them was giving like a piece of wisdom they'd picked up on preaching. And so I was listening to it one day, all day long, I was listening to it. And I thought every single guy has said something totally different and some of their stuff disagrees. Mm. And then Steve Furtick got up and he said, yeah, we used to do a year long calendar. And then we realized like by the time we'd get six months in, I was just passionate about something else and that didn't work. So then we tried a six month calendar and was like, yeah, that wasn't working. So we got to the point where it's like, hey, three months out, I know solidly where I'm going. And then the next three months, it's a little fuzzy. But after that, I have no clue. And it was like, that's me. And it was like, for the first time, this was literally four or five years ago, for the first time ever, I felt free to be me. It was like other people out there are finding success and doing their thing. So here's the best way to answer that. I don't know. (laughs) But thank you. I'm constantly reading, constantly doing podcasts, constantly studying, constantly processing, constantly talking to people. And I've always got this, like, I'd like to think it's really spiritual driven, but I I hope it is. But it's like, I'm just always blown away when it happens. And I look back and I go, God, how did you intersect that thing you were doing in me with all of us? Mm. And so uh, what I could say is like, we put on a calendar right now, Hey, six months from now, we think we're going to talk about these things, but we always give Matt the permission that if he gets there, it changes his <laughs> mind. We do. And I like that freedom, but by and large, we stick with it. And that six month period allows me to know like, Hey, I got to start studying for that subject because it's coming up. Mm-hmm. And so I'm already studying hard for October because it's a big topic mm-hmm. and I want to be ready. But we've already said in October, we're going to go that direction. Gotcha. So this, I know uh, we hear the, the old Bible song, Jesus loves me. This, I know that was kind of the inspiration we could all come around, some some noticeable things that people recognize, uh, maybe a little history there for some folks. For some, it's, it's not any history at all. They've never heard the song before until this past Sunday on the bumper. But how did this series come to your mind and, and, and what are you passionate about in this one? So this one was easy for me in terms of passion. When I was in high school, I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, my dad was an elder in the church. We were at church every Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, every event, camps, retreats. I mean, at church was a part of life. God was a part of our life. Um, but 
there came a point where Jesus wasn't a part of my life. And I haven't told this story in a few years because, you know, I guess the point where he was told it so many times. So it'll be new for some people out there. But there came a point um, shortly after my decision to give my life to Christ at 12 that I was like, you know what? I'm not so sure this God thing is real. I'd gone through some personal pains, small things, but they were big to me at 12 or 13 years old. And I said, I'm not so sure that I believe in God. And I'm not so sure that I just don't believe because my parents have told me to believe that this is mine. So then I basically, I literally said this to God. This is how bold and stupid I was. But I basically said, okay, God, if you're real, you're going to have to prove it to me. And I'm going to do what I want. I'm not going to care about your rules of do's and don'ts or what's good or bad or right or wrong. I'm going to do what I want. And from around, and I'm ballparking here, but around 13 to 16 years old, my parents don't, didn't know I did this. They still made me go to church. I still had to, you know, all those things, still prayed before meals. And so I was kind of like dating God from a distance, but my heart wasn't in it. And I got to tell you, those are some of the most lonely and painful years of my life. I can honestly say that. And I think God allowed me as kind of a Romans one. God said, okay, I'm not going to leave you, but I'm gonna, if you want to carry the full weight of this, I'm going to let you carry it and see what it feels like. And it, it, it kind of sucked. It wasn't fun. I don't know if I can say that on a podcast, but I did. <laughs> and so the, some of what brought me out of that was the content of this series in large part. And I've shared some of it over the years because it was so pivotal. There were two or three moments. One was um, a, a camp team from a Bible college called Cincinnati Bible College at the time, later became Cincinnati Christian University, and today doesn't exist anymore. But a camp team from there came to my church, and one of their students taught on the cross of Christ and what exactly Jesus went through. And I'll never forget, it, it broke me. It was in like Sunday school back when we had those for teenagers. It broke me. It ruined me. When I heard what Jesus went through for me, it just, it crushed me. But I still wasn't ready to turn anything around at that point. It was just like heavy information for me. Then I'll never forget, um, Josh McDowell joined, I think it was like Newsboys, and I don't remember who else was there. And they did like, he would go around, they'd do the concert, and then he would get up and speak, and then they'd do some more concert, like a different band. And uh, he, Josh McDowell got up and he spoke on like, how can we know that Jesus rose from the dead. And I remember that night again, just being broken. And I remember walking away from that going, okay, here's what it comes down to for me, God. If, if Jesus is real, and I think, I don't think I can argue historically, there was a man named Jesus, but if he rose from the dead, then he's worth looking into deeper. And so that night I kind of became convinced and I just started studying it for myself. And that became the passion of my life for the next five years was, did Jesus die on the cross? The one group that ta taught me emphatically, there's no question he was real and he died on the cross. And then did he raise from the dead? And Josh McDowell gave me handles for that. I couldn't refute the handles. We didn't have the internet. So I just had to have conversation with a lot of people and read the books that I could find and start poking holes. And I still got a lot of questions, but what I thought is over and over and over again, regardless of the, cr the crazy radical claims of the Bible, like talking donkeys and, you know, things like the sun standing still in the sky. If Jesus rose from the dead, the rest of that stuff is easy. And so once I nailed that one down, and so in this series, you're going to hear some presentations of the gospel. You're going to hear us uh, try to talk to you about what does it mean that God fulfilled prophecy? What does it mean that Jesus rose from the dead? How can we know with certainty that he rose from the dead? And so you're not going to hear all of it, but you're going to hear enough to hopefully anchor your soul to. Do you, do you feel like a lot of people are asking deep questions mm. like that, that you yeah. run into, that you cross paths with? Yeah. I Here's what I find. So in my world... <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, in my world, I tend to talk to people who are either spiritually curious or they're Christian by and large. Those are the people I interact with. And, um, I meet a lot of Christian people who are like, well, I didn't know that that was in the Bible. Mm -hmm. 
And so I'm not, I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not talking about anybody sure. else. I'm not talking yeah. about bad anybody else, but it's kind of like, I didn't realize that the Bible actually talked about that stuff. I didn't know what to do with that text. And so again, I've always wanted to be a pastor who was practical, like, Hey, what do I do with this tomorrow? But also helped you connect the dots between what's happening in scripture and why it's happening. And so to that answer, yes, I got a lot of Christians going, help me understand. How can I know that God is real? How can I know? And then the spiritually curious are just like, yeah, I don't know what's out there, but I feel like there's some higher power out there. So then it's like, how do I connect that dot to Jesus to draw that line for them? Does it make sense? Yeah. So I don't know if that answered your question or not. How challenging is that? Because I, I know you could go on hours <laughs> in depths and I mean, you could uncover so many stones for people that they have no idea. You, you would love to like teach a college oh, course, that type of thing, it. wouldn't you? I would love it. Andy, I, and I love this about you, Andy. You're hungry for that stuff. And so I'm constantly like feeding, oh, you should look at this article. You should go to this website. You should go to this thing. And Andy's getting into it. I think you like writing sermons for that reason. You really get to dig deep, don't it's you? It's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. I've enjoyed that. But you'll also find this. Uh, I don't, I think this, I don't even know if this phrase is in the Bible or if this is just a popular phrase. Now I'm, I'm not sure, but um, there is no end to knowledge. Hmm. It never ends. You, you, here's my theory. And I've said this publicly. I'm convinced that uh, we will need every ounce of eternity to study the depths and the breadths of God's wisdom and knowledge and understanding and love and mercy and justice. I think we will literally need all of eternity, just his wonder, his majesty, his beauty. It is literally incomprehensible for, for created beings. And so, but that doesn't seem overwhelming to me. That excites me. So like to me, it's like, <laughs> yes, right, yes. <laughs> but how in the world in 80 years am I going to learn enough? I, every time this became clear to me, I've used this too, but a couple of my good friends are Bible college professors. They have uh, the doctor title before their name because they went and spent eight, 12 years in school learning stuff. And uh, I'll call them and ask them a question. And literally like one of my friends, uh, I'm hoping to bring out maybe next year, um, but Dr. Rodriguez, and he'll say, uh, you know, Matt, I don't know. He's like, I studied Luke and Acts. I don't know about John, blah, blah, blah. I was like, you're a Bible college professor. You're a doctor. How can you not know? And he's like, man, we all have something we, we're experts in. We all have something we study, and that's the point, right? So, yes, like, it, ah, I love studying this stuff. But then every week, it's like, how do I take 80 hours of content and give it to you in 35 minutes that makes sense to you when you go to work tomorrow? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, anyway. Very interesting. Uh, I love that one of our cultural values, or cultural, uh, I think that's what we call them, cultural values. Yeah, I think that's right. Is, is grow always. Be, yeah. Because I, that's not something that... I did a lot in the broadcasting world. I figured it out. I knew what I was doing. And, and then it was kind of autopilot. I didn't have to grow much. I'd learn new technology because technology is always changing. But the, the concept was relatively the same. But boy, when you immerse yourself in God, when you get to know him more, you realize... I really don't know a whole lot. <laughs> the, the more you know him, the more mystery there is to him. It is beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. I, it, it makes me stand in awe of him. And, and by the way, it's not even just the Bible stuff. It's just, this is silly. But okay, so my son, <laughs> two nights ago, he's like, daddy, 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 let's, let's catch um, uh, uh, lightning bugs. And so here's the thing. Like, I'm convinced my little guy was really just not wanting to go to bed. It's late at night. That's when lightning bugs come in. <laughs> I've heard of this. So I said, bud, not tonight. Like, I let it, we caught one. Like, tomorrow night, we'll go out and catch lightning bugs. So we went out earlier, still like dusk, and they're starting to come out. And he's all excited. And I'm walking with him to the yard trying to find it. You know, like it lights up for a second. Like, where'd it go? You know, and it's not just sitting around waiting for you. And uh, so we're trying to find it. And I said, buddy, have you ever thought about this? Why did God make lightning bugs? Like, what, what purpose do they serve? He's like, I don't know, dad. Why? And I said, I don't know exactly in God's economy why he did that, but I know this. Aren't they cool? Like, aren't they fun? Like, God put a light up butt on that insect, which to a young boy is the coolest thing your dad could say. Right. But, I mean, you think about like, 
God was just having fun. It's like, hey, look at this thing I can make. And I just like, I can't wait to sit with God and be like, just tell me about lightning bugs. Like, just think like, oh, we understand that. Like, it's not just the, the scriptures, but like just his creativity is astounding. Anyway, all right. How much of your personal growth is just one-on-one, whether it's listening to a podcast, opening the word, just doing it on your own. And then how much is it calling your Bible college friends and, and really saying, Hey, teach me this. I, I, I have a question about this. What would you say percentage wise mm. is your growth? I'm going to go with years ago. I came to this conclusion. I feel like I'm closest to God when I'm learning something new about him. And so, um, when I'm in a dry spell, I try to go learn. Um, sometimes I overlearn. Like I've taken on too much. I've learned, 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 learned. And I actually feel distant from God. Like I feel like I know about you, but I don't know you. Mm, yeah. And so I feel like it's this almost like a tug of war. Like it's this constant push and pull kind of thing going on with me and God where he's like, hey, I want to tell you some things. So I, I dropped the hint on this earlier, but you know, we're going to talk about some LGBTQ stuff coming up. And, and I'll leave it at that in case anybody's listening to this in their car and you have kids in the car and you're not, you know, sensitive stuff. But I'm like, God, I'm pretty confident. I know what your word says, but I don't know what I would say to somebody if I were sitting down and talking to them. Mm. And so I'm about 12 to 15 hours of study in, which is not a small number. Just, I want to understand God. And that's just on the T topics. I'm about another 30 to 50 hours in on the LGB topic. Mm. And so part of me is like, where does God in what his word says intersect with these issues in real people's lives? Because these aren't just letters on a, on a, on a news station. These are real people in our community and God loves them. And how do I bring the truth and all of the truth that God's word has to bear, but the truth in love. And so to me, it's exciting because I draw near to God. I have to, God, I'm scared to death of this topic because I want to make sure I handle it with the grace necessary, with the truth necessary to communicate your word. Mm. And so I think the best way to answer it is probably 60, 40, 70, 30. It's need-based because when that series, like this series are right now, it's not a hard series for mm. me, right? Like I feel like I know it off the top of my head. That's writing the sermons for this series, the love your neighbor that we're in right now. It's not hard for me, but that series is owning me. And so I'm on my knees going, God, help me. Give me information. Give me wisdom. Give me insight. Mm -hmm. And so it's need based, but then it's also like, but God, I just want to learn something new about you. Like I'm tired of learning the old thing. So anyway, on the podcast, we're really delving into to two sides through this new series. This I know part of it is, is just kind of basic Christian disciplines, prayer, you know, how do I pray? So many of our folks will, will say, I, you know, I, I know a little bit, but I, I just don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. And so Lyndon and uh, Steve Warren are going to give some handles about how do we pray? And we're going to talk about how do you study the Bible, those types yeah. of things. But then we're going to go deeper with the apologetics type things. Like we'll hear the last sermon of this series, your friend Brett Seibold is going to uh, join us and, and talk some depth there. But really to get to that depth, don't we just need yeah. to, like you said, just yes. sit with God. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I'm so excited that my friend, Andy Lynch is bringing one of those messages and it was fun to hand it to him. And, and I think it was me. He was like, Oh wow, I really want to take that on. That's exciting. You tell us, but then it was like intimidating. Wasn't it like, Oh, this is a big topic. Yeah. yeah when we're talking about prophecy and how Jesus <laughs> fulfilled it. I mean, are, are you sure you want me to do that one? Matt? <laughs> right. Don't you have a degree in that Andy? Oh, sure. Yeah. How many hours would you say you've put in to study in that topic? I, I mean, I read it an entire book that I probably have two quotes that I'm going to pull out of that book, <laughs> but it was so good to just start thinking that way. Cause I don't, you know, naturally I don't think deep things yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. very just surface level, you know, hi, how you doing? You know, you're hurting. Okay. Let's pray. You know, I don't right. go real deep. I don't, I have a confidence 
in God because I've wrestled through that, you know, in the past. And so I've gotten to the point where I just don't need to think about it. But when people have questions, then I want to be able to answer them. And so I read that book and, and I've listened to several different podcasts and looked at different angles of it. And it's been so cool. I don't have 15 to 20 hours probably at this point and, and still, still getting ready for next week. <laughs> and you're going to come and deliver right. a 35, 30, whatever minute message. I normally go short. So. But it, yeah, well, I don't want to talk about that, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you're going to do that out of 20 hours worth of study time. And it's hard because every Sunday I think for the person sitting out there, oh, if you just knew how big and beautiful and deep this really goes, oh, I could just move you. But then I learned not everybody cares as much as we do. Yeah. Yeah. If people are are approaching this series, they have questions. We have resources for them. We have pastors on staff that are more than willing to talk and, and to pray. Is, is there one piece of advice that one place you'd say, Here, here's where you got to start. I mean, I know like you like to point people to John and yeah. to read through. If you're going to start reading the Bible, let's start there. One place they have questions. They ha- they're not quite sure. Where would you start? Them? Okay. So this is, there's two ways to answer this, of course, because uh, I can always make it harder than it needs to be. <laughs> if I'm going to make it really, really easy, you're, you're just coming at this thing first time. Here's what you're going to need to do. Open the book of Mark and just read a chapter a day, one chapter a day. Now, I would recommend if you're willing to take on the challenge, read two chapters today and then come back and read backwards one chapter and forward one chapter and then start that. So then you go back one, forward one, back one, forward one, because when you're reading two chapters a day, you're not always catching it. And and so that allows you to make sure you got the story. What was the background as I'm coming into it? Then what you're going to go do is buy Timothy Keller's book. Timothy Keller was the former pastor, uh, Redeemer Presbyterian Church in New York, and he wrote a book and it's changed names a couple of times, but it's either called Jesus the King or the King's Cross. It's the same book. They changed titles. I don't know which one is the right title today. I think it's the King's Cross is the right title, but you can find it at Amazon or wherever Christian books are sold. And uh, it walks through the book of Mark from beginning to end. There's a few chapters that it skips and it's going to help you explain and understand what's happening. So if I were to just say anything, I would start there. Do that. Awesome. And we would love to plug you into a group to read through that with mm-hmm. as well. can learn so much from other believers and other folks in their journey of faith. Matt, thanks so much for sharing a little bit behind the scenes. We look forward to the series. Love you guys.